What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your favorite ghetto reporter bringing you insight into the life of L.A. street gangs. Yes, it's me. It's your boy, the Mactivist, Kev Mac, with Kev Mac Videos. I want y'all to get ready for another episode of the Big U Series, Part 6, the homeboys from Rolling 60s, in the music and any entertainment industry. And this is Big U. You already got a good wind of Big U. This was Nipsey's manager for many years. Good friend. They had a falling out and became friends again. And so many conspiracy theories on the internet. Just people that don't know Big U, don't know the 60s, ain't even from L.A. Or weak-minded people that just fall for these conspiracies that people throw out. No, that was not shitty cuz that was in the incident with the Samoans at the supper club with Big U. That was not shitty. Do not believe the stuff these people are making up. These people are weak-minded and just run with anything they hear and make it feel like they have some insight. This is Mac Videos where we get it from the horse's mouth or as close to the horse as we could possibly get. So I want you guys to check out short version, just a short version of the homeboys in the industry and if you have time and you have the will and you have the means, you can hit me cash out Mac videos or you could go on the internet and hit up paypal.me slash allhood publications I'd appreciate the support Stay tuned for more fire videos as season three continues. You got we got big you, got big shiny back, got big sleep, big D, you know, baby, and a few others that's in the industry. Wouldn't you think pulling our resources together? like we did on the streets and become one unit in the industry that we can dominate that profession. Why, why, yep. don't, why don't we do that? I think we do do it, but I think we do it when only when it's needed. We don't do it as much as we should. Like, if certain people call me, I'm there to help them. Like, I'm 100% a supporter of Mac Films. But if everybody was a 100% supporter of Mac Films, we would see a bigger push. But really, man, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of like uh, greed or separation even between us. But we, 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 I feel like we winning in the industry as far as a group or a team, somebody from one section. We are the dominant. We got, even outside of me, Big D, S, Mac, we got little homies that's really like running the club scene. We got um, um, all of the, the, uh, the basically the promoters of the club somehow deal with with um, um, LJ, with um, with Marquise, and um, all of them in some way. You got what is that? Secret Sundays. You got KAOD. You got um, um, they little all the little clubs that they doing. Then you got me pushing music. You got Big D and S Mac pushing music. You got S Mac in sports with the boxing. So we really doing it and. But we definitely could be doing it more and then putting more people on 
And I think when Peanut came home, Peanut was me and Peanut talked. And it always take one person to come home and say, man, this is what y'all need to be doing. And then that'd be that person to put it together. And because it's not like it can't be done, and it definitely should be done more on the industry, because we'd be winning more. Because I've been looking at these pictures you've been posting. Right. And uh, looking at you guys really young. You guys all got 40 plus years together as youngsters. Mm -hmm. And then you guys dominated the city together as youngsters. Right. And now as men, you guys are on your top, top shit in the industry. Right. I was just trying to figure out why you guys had to pull together as men like you did as kids. You know, I think we do. I mean, I mean, because like we have a lot of successes. You know, you have a lot of successes in different areas. Um, and then you got like me. I really don't get a lot of money in music more than I get a lot of money around music. Um, I might make I might make a quarter of a million dollars a year on music, but I make more of my money on doing other things outside of music: the concerts, the uh, the concerts, the bookings, the features, the different things that happen around dealing with artists. And then now I kind of went back and started focusing hard on developing option with my contracts with the city and doing that. So it's like we do a lot of other things to where I don't know it's not I don't know there's not one of us, not even me, who really 100 percent concentrates just on music. So so we do the homies in the industries in these professions, they do network with each other and scratch each other's back when needed. We do, but not when needed, but it's not it's not it's not like it could be and it should be. You know what I'm saying? And I say I'm guilty of that too, because a lot of times, you know, it's about passing the torch. And it really is just, like I said, it would take one person to come and say, man, that's what we need to be doing. Or this is what we should be doing. And I'm always open to it. Because I see where we are. And I'm one of the people who, who recognize we all I always tell the homies all the time, they say the hood is fucked up, and I tell them, No, that's not. Because our fucked up is a lot better than a whole lot of motherfuckers top top pushing it. So you can be at the top so long and don't really realize where you are. And we could be guilty of that. We could be guilty of having successes. And then when we look back, we got to look and say, damn, we was at the top. And we didn't realize it. You know what I'm saying? But when I look out and I talk to other people from around the world and other people around the country, it's easy for them to recognize where we are as the men of Crenshaw and where we are in the industry, where we are as far as businesses. And But we still allow other people to shit on us, on our, on our steps. And I try to fight that all the time, though. I'm just saying that we was a powerhouse on the streets and we can be a powerhouse professional. Shit, that's what Kid Man Fem's job is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make everybody come together. I mean, because I'm in it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got no problem with it. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like us as as a land and a team, and what and I always hear a lot of a lot of people talk, but it was that group of people. You know what I mean? That really came off of that block that infected the way the mind thing. And I like to say that when we came off the AG, we infected the way the homies think because we thought broadly. We thought about, we wasn't just staying in the hood. We weren't about us wearing khakis and, and uh, um, you know, five or ones to stay in the hood every day. We was dressing, going to get money. GB was the first, GB and S Magnet was the first ones doing music in, in as far as doing it on the corporate level. I was I would like to say when I when Laquan brought me in in the early eighties into the music business, 
I was thinking like that, like I want to do music, because Laquan was the first one to, to give me that and say, look, let's go do some music. Because we was all really at that time still concentrating on selling dope in our prospective cities. Because Big D was in, Atlanta, was in Arkansas at that time, if I remember correctly. Uh, Stone was between Seattle and New Orleans. And I was in Minnesota. And I think GB might have been in Seattle too. But we was all different places chasing that bag. And then Laquan came out of nowhere with a gold single. After Laquan came, then came Lamont Broomfield with um corrupt and when he brought corrupt to the table that led me to start looking at music then i went and got the list entertainment i started listening entertainment i got a club um and, and i and that was my first time really actually doing giving that energy towards going into music and look, since, since you since you brought up corrupt i know me and you have had this discussion and we don't agree but a lot of people in the comments <laughs> said we don't agree a lot, of, a lot of people in the comments are always asking about Corrupt. Where did you meet Corrupt at and when? I met Corrupt, I want to say 1980, probably, 19, probably 1980. I, say, I want to say 80, 89 with Lamont Broomfield on uh, 59th and um, 59th and um, 8th Ave. Lamont, Broom, I mean, Lamont Broomfield brought Corrupt to... to um, to uh, right across from Lil Bam house to Tone Tobin's house. Tone Tobin was producing for him. Me, GB, Bronco T, and um, um, who was that? JT and all us used to be over there clowning. We used to be filming. And, and um, Tone Tobin was recording. And that's when Corrupt came in. And he brought Corrupt. He was like, man, I want you to help me with this. Because he knew I was getting the bag. He was serious about music. So let me recorrect my statement. The first person, and I can say to me, out of all of us who were serious about music, was Lamont Broomfield. Other than me meeting, me meeting Laquan early and Laquan bringing me into that. But Lamont Broomfield was the one who was dedicated to music out of all of us that I remember. Rewind. Laquan brought you into what? When Laquan came up to me tomorrow, Laquan was the first one that took me to him. He asked me to manage him. I ain't know how to do no management. I mean, I don't know nobody no motherfucking management. And then he was like, man, come with me. Him and Tracy, him and uh, Tracy, Tracy Jackson, brother, they was trying to rap and do music. Laquan had a song that was gold in 88, 89. Chucky. Chucky, right. That's little Chucky. Yeah, that was Laquan and Chucky used to be together. And then that would brought Laquan to me. And then Laquan used to take me to all his videos. And then the crowd was moving at that time. He had a deal and everything. He the first one I knew had a deal. And I already had bread. So he was like, his father had went to jail. So he was like, bro, help me with this. Uncle. You know, I'm like, man, I don't know about no motherfucking music. So I used to go with him to all his videos. He was taking me to his video. Actually, man, I was just learning like, you know, how that shit go from him. Then naturally, I'm, I'm back out of town. I'm going to get a bag. I'm in Minnesota. I'm trying to open up certain different states. You know what I'm saying? So when I come back, I'm like, what's happening? What you doing? He like, I'm going here. I'm going to come with me. And then I met. Then that's when La Laquan. I mean, then that's LeBroomfield came with corrupt. And I'm like, all right, I already been dabbing in it. You know, you're just trying to come in it. And then I'm like, cool, because I because remember at the time, and I know Ken may remember. That's when I was doing the list entertainment the strippers. I had uh, I had the strip business. I was, I had to I had to listen to the table, me and Stone. We was doing the stripper parties. We did a stripper party at Jim Brown House. 
We did one. Uh, um, we did a couple of Stone House, and I just started running the strippers all over the city. And then I was getting. I just signed a deal for a motherfucking club right when I went to jail. Yeah. And where were you finding these strippers at? Shit, I think Lee Mac brought me the first one. I was just sitting around talking shit. One day we were sitting around. We had cow house. We talking shit. Me and S Mac. And me, S Mac. Oh, I said, nigga, I done done everything in the sun. I'd have been in jail. Everything in the sun. But rape and kidnap. I ain't never done nothing to no kids. Now, nigga, you ain't never done no pimping. I'm just talking shit. Nigga, we did pimping in Minnesota. We was pimping. I ain't never done no pimping. No, 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 but you know, we selling shit to the hoes. But that was our story. You know what I mean? And so that led to, to me talking shit. And I swear to God, man, Lee Mac came into LA with a girl he had from Seattle and was talking about, man, she wanted to dance at Charlie's. And it went from there. I went from helping. We went from getting her a job at Charlie's. She was too young or something. I believe I was dealing with that. And then we um, we, we started we started to listen to the table. We started doing the parties. From there, I, I was I just started moving. And then I added rap to the listen to the table. I don't know if, hey, babe. Right do, <laughs> do we got one of them cards, the listen to the table cards? I got one of my old cards. Who was the first artist signed to Delicious Entertainment? Corrupt. Corrupt was the first one I was going to sign. When you, when you met Corrupt, you, he introduced himself as Corrupt? Or as Corrupt. Name? No, his name was Corrupt. That's the only name I know him as, Corrupt. I ain't know him as nothing else. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> no matter how you look at it, man, Corrupt was the first one. Man, let me tell you something about corrupt. No, I, let me tell you, I just got do you, you. Do you look at corrupt? I had corrupt. Do you look at him as an honorary sixty or an actual member of the gang? I pulled corrupt honorary. Corrupt is an actual member, bro. I pulled corrupt out of a car. I'm not gonna say all the names who was in the car going to go get down when I stopped him because I was the you know the little homies rolled down on me to get the tools back in the days. I'm blessing them. I look in the car, I see corrupt in the car. This is, why I, this is why me and you always argue. And I tell corrupt, I said, man, ain't you the little rapper I just met that's rapping for Broomfield? And Broomfield, he will tell you. And he like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, man, get out the car. And I'm like, man, and that was my first time discerning to somebody that you got a purpose to the game. Yours is to do the music and be successful. Let them just go do what they're going to do. It sounds like you stopped them before you I did stop them. Looks like you stopped him before you crossed over to being an official 60. You stopped. I, I mean, I stopped that. I don't know what he did after that. I went to jail right after that. I see Lamont Broomfield. I see Corrupt. I see Corrupt again. At Tone. Like I said, we used to hang out at Tone Tobin Garage. And, you know, Tone was doing music. We videotaping. We got the big video cameras. We in there, you know, just having a ball. And that's where Corrupt was recording that. You know, and then I hear, I ain't see Corrupt after that no more. I'm gone. I'm in prison with Four years, five years, no, yeah, about four, five years, and I get some pictures in the mail from Corrupt, and um, some money, some pictures in the mail from Corrupt and my little brother, and then I'm like, uh, oh, the little dude, they tell me he signed the death row, and he beefing with Lamont, and I'm like, damn, all right. What happened to Lamont? Lamont died from a heart attack. Did he ever achieve any... Uh he did. He, him and his brother, him and his brother went on went on to, to build. They they even sued. Even sued Shug, sued Shug for um, doing what he did for uh, signing corrupt. I think it was suing for tampering. I think Broomfield got maybe two three million dollars or something. I'm not really sure what happened there. Like I said, I was gone. I'm 
I want to ask you something, then you can you can take over, Matt. No? But as far as corrupt, you know, corrupt was the first one to do a do a video on Crenshaw and Slosson, right? Yeah, the streets of the motherfucker, the streets of the motherfucker album where he got the blue Pendleton on. He's sitting on Crenshaw and Slosson, and they did the photo shoot. Him and Dad is riding low riders up and down the block in the hood. Now you gotta remember, people always say he never said the hood. He nobody said no hoods before Nipsey. Nobody came out and said, even when CJ was rapping, CJ was masking the fact that he was from the hood. CJ put the dice on there with a six and with a six and a one with a five and a one. And niggas had to do all kind of ingenious ways to let niggas know where they was from. When nobody coming like like Nipsey. And that was the problem they was giving me when I was coming into the industry with Nipsey was the fact that he said 60s. He's basically saying a game. He's not saying a city. He's not saying this. He's saying a game. So when Corrupt was doing it, you got to remember Corrupt signed to a blood label. And he rapping with some Long Beach dudes. So he had to be creative with what he was doing, what he was saying. He could just come out and do what Nip could do freely after being signed to your big homeboy who niggas respected. And guess this, if Nip wouldn't have been signed to me, he wouldn't have been able to be as six so this, six so that, six so this. They'd have changed him. So look, when, we, when you guys signed that deal with the Cinematic? Cinematic Music Group. They didn't pull you guys into the boardroom like, look. Tone down to 60 talk? No, I already, that was me. That's what the big homie was for. I'm telling niggas in the gate, we ain't doing that. We saying the hood straight out. The only thing I did was make sure we didn't diss other niggas. Like, on all our videos, I purposely went through the videos and made sure it wasn't nothing on the wall, dissing niggas, wasn't dissing no sets, none of that. And I, and I purposely looked at that. You know what I mean? I looked and made sure we weren't going to have nobody saying we dissing and all that. And, you know, everything came out clean. sitting here watching a democratic debate in Nevada town hall at the Sahara I'm completely falling asleep I don't know if it's because I'm tired or this shit is boring I don't know what it is but I'm tired it got me tired it got me tired I don't even want to work today and I'm a workaholic I work on these videos when I wake up till I go to sleep I work through watching sports and eating breakfast lunch and dinner I never stop. I sit down. Sometimes I won't even go to the restroom. Won't even brush my teeth for shower because I be so stuck on working on videos. It's a passion of mine. And once I get started, I go hard and I don't want to stop. But these damn Democrats, they got me so tired and fed up with the political parties in America. And the way Trump is just pardoning all these crooked people that... He has some type of tie to, or the people that he messed with has ties to. It's, oh my goodness, it's just driving me crazy, man. But anyway, this is Kev Mac Videos. I thank you guys for tuning in and checking me out. Um, 
Hopefully you guys go to Mac videos on YouTube. Check out the videos. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. It always helps to share on Twitter and Facebook if you're a fan or viewer of Mac videos. Appreciate you guys. We will continue season three as we raise the bar. It, it, it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. The feedback we're getting, the subscribers are growing. We're up to 78,000 subscribers by morning. And hopefully we'll be knocking on the door of 100 pretty soon. So you guys have a good week. I'll try to get another video up before I go to California for my brother's memorial. And uh, appreciate you guys.